This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The opinions expressed on this webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Webmasterradio.fm proudly presents the longest-running program on affiliate marketing. Welcome to Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Now, please welcome James and Arlene. Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. It's great to have you with us. If you'd like to join us, the chat form is open at webmasterradio.fm forward slash chat. HTML. Arlene's away today, but I do have a very special guest on the line for you, Dr. Andy Williams. He lives in Tenerife, Spain with his wife and two kids, and he used to be a, a school science teacher, but around 10 years ago, he quit teaching to concentrate full-time on internet marketing. Since then, he's been studying and experimenting with search engine optimization and teaches his, me- his methods in his weekly newsletter. He's also a programmer and has created a number of tools, including the Web Content Studio, a tool to help authors create better quality content. Andy, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz. Thank you very much, James. Thanks for inviting me. We go back uh, quite a long time. I, I can't quite specifically remember the first time I stumbled across your newsletter, but it's got to be 2002, 2003, somewhere, somewhere in, that, in that era. Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, um, I used to, as you said, I used to be a science teacher and I worked in Tenerife here for a couple of years before moving to Madrid in Spain. And um, I mean, to cut a long story short, uh, my wife came over to Madrid with me. She wasn't my wife at the time, but we got married when we were in Madrid, and she got a little bit homesick, so we made the decision to come back to Tenerife. But the problem was um, I was giving up a good job, and I didn't have a job to go to, although I possibly could have got 
teaching job where I had been teaching here before. And uh, we really were looking for sort of a, a safety net in case I couldn't get a teaching job. So I spent quite a bit of time looking around the internet for um, possible ways of making money online. And I came across a book by Michael Campbell called Nothing mm-hmm. But Net. And um, after reading that, I mean, I remember sitting up in, in, my, in my lab one day, waiting for the students to arrive, reading Nothing But Net. And I, I realized that, you know, perhaps there was a way to make money with affiliate programs. And it really started from there. We bought a, a, a license for Site Build It, started building a website. And within about a month, I think, of starting the site, we made our first commission, which was $2.49 on a coin <laughs> sorter. Never forget that. Mm-hmm. And about a month after that, um, I woke up about six o'clock in the morning getting ready to go to work because I had a long drive into the center of Madrid and there was heavy traffic. And I went to check my affiliate stats on Commission Junction and my jaw nearly dri- dropped to the floor because there was a commission in there for $520, which basically meant we'd, we'd sold products worth 3500 from um, Sovietsky Collection. And so I ran in to tell my wife, and I I think the first thing I said to her was, don't get too excited because I think it'll probably get reversed through a fraudulent credit card. But it never did, and we got paid. And, um, you know, we never looked back since then. We realized we could make a living from it, and we've been doing it ever since. The reason I wanted to get you on, uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, I know you really know your stuff, your newsletter is exceptionally good. The weekly newsletter you send out, your site is good. I'm interested in learning more about your web content studio tool to help authors create better content, which kind of leads us to what I want to talk about today. I stumbled across your article on famousbloggers.net and famousbloggers, let me just check that. That doesn't sound right. Yep, famousbloggers.net. And it's entitled Niche Vocabulary, Why Poor Content Can't Hide in Google. And I thought it's a, you know, it's a, a timely discussion since the recent Panda update. And I know for many, many years, as uh, long as I can remember back, you've been touting the importance of, of quality content and good SEO and keeping it real. And I, I put you actually in, in, in the category as one of the really good guys. And I know you know your stuff. And, and this article, Niche Vocabulary, I thought it so clearly laid out the importance of why uh, you know it's so necessary, especially these days, to make sure you're doing your research and you understand the topic that you're writing on. So let, let's kind of delve into that. First off, maybe let, let's talk about how we kind of stumbled across each other here. I know uh, just recently again, I know you had a chance to listen to uh, one of the, the podcasts, I think, with uh, Affiliate ABCs with Arlene. That's right, yeah. On the, when Arlene was discussing the um, epilepsy, your son's epilepsy and the, um, the ketogenic diet, yeah. And, and then from there, what happened was uh, I stumbled across an article on the famous bloggers.net website, the one we're, we're referencing here. And I noticed as I'm reading through it, there's the, there's the keywords, ketogenic diet, and all of the words that are related to, you know, to epilepsy and kids and children and the diet and all, how that all encompasses. And you use that as the example in that article. So why don't you tee it up for us? What inspired you to write that article and then explain what the article's about? I think the um, the main reason I wrote the article was because I, I still even I, I've been running my newsletter for I can't remember how many years now probably six or seven years and even now I mean I've been sort of teaching in my newsletter the the that good quality content is the way to go forward since 2005 probably um, I, re- I remember the first course I came out with called Creating Fat Content Course was released 
almost five years ago, so 2006. But I, even after all that, I still get people uh, emailing me and contacting me, asking about, you know, I want to hire a, an author on Elance. Do, do I just give them a list of keywords and say write an article for each keyword? Or, you know, how do I go about it? And people, they don't seem to really understand, a lot of them, that you have to really research a topic and you have to write the, you have to write the, a quality piece of content. Otherwise, you know, there is no hiding in Google because, you know, it is possible. And I know a lot of black hatters out there are going to say, well, we can get this, you know, very poor article up to number one in Google just by massive backlinking. And I'd say, yeah, perhaps you can. But sooner or later, Google will catch up with you because they monitor things like um, the the, uh, the time on your site and how many times people click directly back to Google after going to your site. So they, they know whether that article is any good or not. And if, it, if you get a series of data that says people are not staying on that site reading that content, then Google are going to say, well, that content obviously isn't good enough. Let's drop it. So the only way to really have a long-term future in Google is to give Google what it wants, and that is create really good quality content. And so this article was really about um, why you can't get away with writing poor content and um, something that I call niche vocabulary, that if an expert in a field is going to write a a piece of uh, content on a particular topic, they're going to use certain words and phrases. And it's not because they they have researched these words and phrases and they're trying to stuff them into their article. It's because they need to use these words and phrases because if they didn't use these words and phrases, then they wouldn't be able to write an authoritative piece on that topic. And um, I used the epilepsy as an example in that article simply because earlier that day I'd been listening to Arlene and when it came to write the article, I thought, right, I need a, a, a topic here to use as an example. And that was the first one that came to, to mind. But as it turns out, it was quite a good one because um, we finally got to have a chat. And um, here I am on Affiliate Buzz. Absolutely. I think uh, one, of the, one of the things people sometimes may not be aware of or they forget that Google is an absolute master of linguistics. I don't think there's probably a company on the planet that truly understands language better than probably Google as far as their algorithm goes. And I agree with you so much with the with this idea of having the correct vocabulary. And as you explained there, um, somebody who is a master in the topic would naturally use the words and the phrases that that are intuitive to them because they know the topic so well. And to your to your uh, your example of uh, getting an email from somebody who says, "Can I just send the writers a series of keyword phrases and uh, get them to write an article on each one?" And I and, and I, I you know what I know. This is the reason so many people just lost so many rankings because these articles are written typically by somebody that doesn't have that. Vocabulary. That's why I love the way you've titled this, Niche Vocabulary, Why Poor Content Can't Hide in Google. It's because the vocabulary is not in the article, and Google picks that off right away. Yeah, I think one of the problems is that um, you know when you publish something online, it's it's around for a very long time, and a lot of people used to teach this that you know if you're going to write, if you're going to create an AdSense site, you go off, do your keyword research, you find the, the keywords that have the biggest um, potential cost per click, and then you write a, a page about each keyword. And so this is what some people are actually teaching in their courses. And although that is very outdated, I mean it did used to work because I used to do it, but um, I stopped doing it five five six years ago. And but at the time it was working very well and that information is still on the internet and and, and those sort of courses are still on the internet which teach very bad practices 
And um, I've always tried very hard to get across to my newsletter subscribers that this sort of thing, you know, it might help for the short term and you might get good rankings for the short term. But long term, the site is doomed to fail because Google will find it and they will penalize it. I know you did some research uh, that you shared in this article uh, under the subheadline. Do you know what 801 pages have in common? And you, sh- you share a little experiment and uh, some very interesting percentages. What I'd like to do, Andy, after the break, uh, let's delve into this topic because I think this is a you've done a masterful job of explaining how important uh, this niche vocabulary is. We'll talk about that right after the break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on webmasterradio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene's away today, but I do have Dr. Andy Williams on the line. We're talking about his article, Niche Vocabulary. Why Poor Content Can't Hide in Google. And I'm actually uh, looking at the article right now on famousbloggers.net. And we'll share, we'll share a link to it in the show notes for any of you that may want to go take a peek at it. Or you can just go directly to uh, famousbloggers.net and do a search for 
Dr. Andy Williams, and you will find it in the results. Now, before we talk about this uh, little experiment, which was uh, very interesting with 801 pages in Google, uh, up higher in the article, you you actually mention uh, one of the subheadlines is, could you write without this vocabulary? And I thought that was a brilliant way to get the point across because you said – you know, let's assume that you want an article written on epilepsy. You tell your ghostwriter that you want a 600-word article on epilepsy, but they must not use any of the following phrases. Could you explain this? And then you want to say, or any of these words. Could you talk to this? Yeah, the idea really was just to try and make people more aware that there is such a thing as niche vocabulary. And so I sort of took it the other way around and said, you know, what if you had to get a ghostwriter to write an article for you on epilepsy, but you didn't include words which basically are the niche vocabulary for epilepsy? So you couldn't use words like epilepsy or seizure or treatment um, or surgery or brain or you know words which would typically be used in an article about epilepsy. And that was the whole idea of it. And there was also there's certain phrases as well, but you can apply this to absolutely any um, article that you might have written, if you have to try and write an article without including the niche vocabulary, then there isn't really going to be much article there. You're going to be struggling to try and come up with anything that is valuable because you just haven't got the words there to, to describe um, the topic that you're talking about. You ran an experiment using the keyword phrase epilepsy treatment, and the results came up of about uh, 13,600,000 results. Could you explain how you put this little experiment together? And being a science teacher, uh, probably the perfect guy to do this. Tell us how this, uh, this came about and how it unfolded. Okay, the, the idea of the experiment was to try to prove, I mean, it's not really to prove, but it's to give more evidence because I've, I've done this experiment many, many times and I've done it a few times in some free reports that I've given away to my subscribers. But the idea basically was to find the niche vocabulary for, for epilepsy. And in the experiment, I found 51 words that appeared on at least seven of the top 10 pages if you search for epilepsy treatment. And... If you go to, to, to Google and you search for epilepsy treatment, at the time I did the experiment, there was, as you said, 13,600 results. But if you switch Google to show 100 results at a time and you scroll to the very end of the, the Google search results, you'll find that actually Google only uh, ranks 801 of those phrases. It's probably changed a little bit now, but okay, 800 pages in Google for epilepsy treatment. So what happened to the other 13 million pages in Google. Well, Google actually tells you at the bottom of the, of the last page of the search results that, um, to quote them, it says, in order to show you the most relevant results, we have admitted some entries very similar to the 801 already displayed. And so Google has already narrowed down the 13,600 to just 801 um, articles. Now, the idea of the experiment was to say, well, those 801 articles must be pretty special. And if this whole idea of a niche having its own vocabulary is true, then those 51, those 51 theme words that um, I found earlier on, they should be found on most of the 801 pages. Otherwise, those pages, if they haven't got the niche vocabulary, then they can't actually be very good articles, and then Google isn't doing a very good job. So what I did was I took um, pages that ranked in various areas down the um, 800 and one results. So I took the, the, the results from 1 to 10, and I took them from 100 to 109, 200 to 209, and so on, all the way up to 600 to 609. 
And I analyzed the pages against those 51 theme words. And the table of results is in the article. The, the positions 1 to 10, 85.7% of the 51 theme words are found on average in those articles 1 to 10, which is what you'd expect because those, are, those theme words have actually come from the top 10 articles in the first place. So you expect those to be quite higher. But if you go down the search results, I mean, down at 100 to 109, those articles still had 63% of the 51 theme words. And if you go all the way down to 600, they still had over 50% of those theme words in the articles. So basically, those 51 words that I found for the niche vocabulary, they are being found throughout all of the 801 pages in Google on average. So if you don't have those theme words or those, uh, that niche vocabulary in your article, then there's a good chance you're not going to get into the 801 pages and you're going to be down in the supplemental index for that particular term. And we all know how much traffic an article in the supplemental in- index gets, which is That's right. pretty much nothing. Now, what you're not saying, though, let me just make sure that I'm clear on this. You're not saying that in your article you have to use all of those keyword phrases. You're saying out of the total experiment, looking at all of those pages in those positions, you have looked at – help me get this straight in my head and for listeners – where no, you've got uh, all these keyword phrases. Now they need to sit down and write an article. So talk about how this, in layman's okay. terms. Right. The idea isn't that you have to get all 51 of these words into your article. I mean, these 51 words, um, I found them. Okay, I use software to find them for me. But, you know, it's not a perfect list, and, and these things aren't perfect. So you don't have to get all 51 theme words in there. And, in fact, the top 10 results, on average, only had 85% of those 51 theme words. But the point is that, I mean, if you write, I mean, in that table of results as well, I also had the sort of the number of words on a page for each of the articles. And if you look at the top 10, on average, it was over 2,000 words per page. And all the way down, there was 1,500 or more words per page, pretty much. So these are, these are long articles. And if you're writing a 1,500-word article on something like epilepsy, there's a very, very good chance that you're going to use most of those 51 words anyway without having to think about it if you're an expert in, in that particular niche. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're not an expert in that niche, then this sort of list of theme words can help guide you and to help you write actually better content because it sort of shows you which areas of that particular niche you've got to go into to talk about because um, that's what all the other pages in Google are talking about, that particular niche vocabulary. And you do a very nice job of explaining this in the article, and you give a little uh, gra- or a little uh, table with all of the data, and then below it you've got a, a you've got a legend, so you understand which each of the columns means. So I would highly recommend to listeners who are interested in this to uh, definitely track down that article on famousbloggers.net. And again, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Andy, what I'd like to do after the break, I'd like to talk to you about uh, your web content studio tool. I have a feeling that's probably the tool you use to create this uh, list. I can see its importance. And I would also like to talk to you about uh, page words or the words on the page, uh, which is the average total number of words on the page in in the uh, table. So let's talk about that right after the break. More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from our sponsors. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- 
performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. November 16th. 2004. The beginning of WebmasterRadio.fm and its immediate impact on the internet business world. AdTech. AFCON. Search Engine Strategies. Conversion Conference. Search Bash. Affiliate Bash. We bring you the most extensive and detailed trade show coverage, coast to coast and worldwide. Trade show coverage delivered your way. Download it on demand now on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene. Arlene is away today, but I do have Dr. Andy Williams on the line, and we're talking about his article, Niche Vocabulary, Why Poor Content Can't Hide in Google. And before we talk about your web content studio tool, Andy, would you explain, I'm looking at the column here, and you've got uh, listed underneath the uh, position 1 to 10, so that would be search search engine results 1 through 10. Then you've got page words, and it, it says 2,155. What exactly is that? Okay, that's that isn't actually the size of the article on that page because the page itself will have menu bars and sidebars depending on you know the, the design of the site. So that mm-hmm. is the total number of words on the page. But it it does um, you can't actually directly correlate that with the size of the article. However, um, it does give an indication of the number of words on the page that are influencing the the search position because all the words on the page, unless Google is 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 filtering out the the menu bars somehow, all the words on the page are partly responsible for the on-page optimization of that article. So that's basically what it is. It's the content, the total number of words that come up on that web page. So on average, in the top 10, the total number of words on the web page is a little over 2,000. Your web, your web tool, uh, the Web Content Studio, uh, of course, we're not all experts in all topics, and you and I have both been, you know, teaching for many years that you—it's so important to do the research. And I use a little example about a restaurant in town called Charlie Don't Surf, where if you were going to write an article about the restaurant and you'd never been there, you could kind of fake it. But if you would actually go to the restaurant and make Two pages of notes about the decor, the location, the food. Asked uh, you know a guest or two about the meal. Look at the menu and all of the things that you could pick up just by visiting the restaurant. You would pick up, and I will use your word, the niche vocabulary to write an article about that restaurant by going there. Uh, 
Talk about, so, so doing the research is very important, and sometimes we give that research to a writer, but your web content studio actually helps people find those words. Could you explain how that works? Yeah, basically, I mean, it can do it in a number of different ways, but the, the, the best way that I've found and the way that works well for me is to, within, within Web Content Studio, there's um, what I call a keyword spider, and you put in your main phrase and you select the, the, the number of results you want to, to uh, base the analysis on. So you, if you select 10, it will, it will pick the top 10 results in Google. And it then goes away and spiders the top 10 results in, in Google. It analyzes all the words and the phrases on those top 10 pages. And it comes back basically with a, with a grid of one word, two word, three word, and four word phrases, which you can then um, choose. You can go down through the list and you can check off the ones that you want. And there, there is actually a much faster way of doing it. You can actually select them all because um, once you've selected your the, the words and phrases you think are relevant, you can then... Plug, plug in um, a separate report which um, you type in the, the theme, the, the, the main keyword phrase again, and it then goes and compares your selection against the top 10 in Google. So you can then say, well, if the word doesn't appear on at least seven of the top 10 pages, then delete them so that you're only left with those words which actually appear on most of the, of the top 10 pages. And you also get the theme phrases as well. So um, theme phrases themselves actually can help you when you're designing the article, it can actually make you aware of certain things that you might not have been aware of. So, for example, if, um, if I was searching for something like the, the H1N1 vaccine or, or swine flu as we know it, then um, you, know, you might not be aware that pregnant women shouldn't be given the vaccine. But if you did this analysis with the keyword spider, it would actually come up with the phrase pregnant woman or pregnant women, so that you would know, oh, I've got to go and check that, make sure um, what that's talking about, because I need to include that in my article. So it helps you find the theme words and the theme phrases, as I call them, but it also can help you to plan your article and to organize it so that you include the main points. That's such a good point, because the research that's necessary to write a great article i think many people skip that and i actually had a little i have a little rule of thumb that i learned from a programmer and in the programming world for every 3 weeks of writing out the the spec usually equates to 1 week of actual coding of the software and I, with one of the writers that I worked with many years ago, she had a very similar formula where if she was to spend an hour's worth of research or 45 minutes worth of research, the the time it took her to write the article was a fraction of that because the, the real effort went into the research. And so what you're saying is this tool will not only help you find the, uh, the niche the niche uh, keywords, but it'll also give you clues to areas that you may need to go research, such as the example with uh, the, the pregnant women and the vaccine. Because if you were to just start writing that and you said, well, pregnant women should have it, <laughs> and you hadn't done your research and it's actually pregnant women shouldn't have it. So you're saying it gives you some really good clues in order to uh, help plan your article. Yeah, it can help to, um, to highlight specific things. Yep, yeah, sure. So, Andy, I can see we're, uh, we're coming up uh, to the end of uh, our time together today. Uh, and I, w- I would love to get you back on in the near future to, uh, to further discuss this because I think this is such, a, such an important topic. C- could you give some words of advice to, to those who are planning an article? What, what, what does it take to really plan out an article? 
I think you've got to um, you've got to accept that it's going to take some time because the, I remember when I first released Web Content Studio, there was a lot of people who turned around to me and said, "No, I don't want it because it's going to mean that it's going to take me half an hour to write an article." Well, you know, if you can write a good article in half an hour, then that's pretty good going, I would say, because you have to do your research. You you can't just you can't wing it. You can't. Um, just start writing and assume you know what you're talking about or even go and have a look at other web pages and just grab a little bit from here and a bit from there and, and, re- and rewrite it into your own words. You have to understand the topic. And once you understand the topic, you can then write an informative article about it. But you have to do the research and you have to sit down, you have to do the work, and then you have to plan the article, you have to decide what needs to be in that article, uh, and then go ahead and write it. And, you know, if you've got ghostwriters that can do that for you, that you trust, then fine. Otherwise, I mean, I still do a lot of my own writing because I haven't found ghostwriters can actually write really good articles on certain topics. So I think the, the best advice I can have is don't try and rush it because if you end up with something that has... Um, wrong information in or it really doesn't read very well or you know it's not a very good article overall then it's not going to do you any favors it's not going to if it appears on your website and somebody comes to your website and they read this article and there's a fact in there which is wrong then they're going to say well i don't trust this person so do the research get the facts right and and spend time actually writing because a good article is going to be around for years to come a poor article is going to be around for weeks if that Andy, I can see that uh, for those who are interested in learning more about your Web Content Studio tool, they can learn, they can visit webcontentstudio.com, and uh, you've got all the details there, including some videos and uh, some some graphs and some various things. Also, just before we go, where can uh, listeners subscribe to your weekly newsletter? They can, they can go straight to the, the newsletter website, which is easyseonews.com. Or if you're in the UK, it's ezseonews.com, all one word. And there's a subscription box there. If they want to contact me, I don't actually recommend they try to contact me through email because I have so many spam filters that very few emails actually get through. So if they want to contact me, the best thing to do is to go to the end of one of the newsletters, the latest newsletter, and leave a comment because I'm always answering the comments. If you have questions, then go to the newsletter, leave a comment, and I'll answer the comments actually at the end of the newsletter. So that's the best way to contact me. Perfect. I can see we're out of time. New episodes of the Affiliate Buzz can be heard every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern and 2 p.m. Pacific. You can find the archives to our previous shows on webmasterradio.fm, jamesmartell.com, and on iTunes. Andy, thanks so much. And to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.